Hello, yes people. Welcome to episode three of season three of The Yes Girls, a podcast brought to you by me, Claire. And me, Akumu. And together we are The Yes Girl. <laughs> okay, it sounds weird being doing I left alone. you hanging. <laughs> I wanted you to get the limelight for a second. We are Yes Girl 1 and Yes Girl 2 to be allocated as you see fit. We'll yes. take either title. Two, 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 two. Our episodes <laughs> generally last between 30 and 45 minutes and are centered around the following structure. Number one, an introduction to the podcast. Number two, an introduction to the theme of the episode. Number three, an expose of both oh, mine and a okay, cool okay, experience. Okay, 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 okay. What are you trying to do? expose here? We have secrets to keep. Or are you just trying to bore listeners to death? Neither. I'm laying things out in a structured, meticulous fashion so everyone knows where and what everything is. But that's not really who we are. Well, maybe it should be. I think we could do with being a little less, you know, all over the place. <laughs> well, I can't say no to that. But why now specifically? Well, because this episode is us, both of us, with an expert to guide us, saying yes to being... Drum rolls, please. Organized. Organized. Okay, I left you hanging there. <laughs> uh, and in response to that... And in the interest of staying true to our organized structure, the one that she just laid out, uh, allow me to explain who, what, and how we, the Yes Girls, are or came to be. Yes, please do. On it. So we, the Yes Girls, are two Nairobi-based wanderlusters who are making it our mission to say yes to doing, being, and learning something different every two weeks. That's exactly how our episodes are organized. And uh, we document our journeys. And this podcast is a strange and interesting result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes entertaining, and sometimes downright outrageous experiences. So for this season, just like the first season, if you remember... Uh, no yes girl takes the expert chair or takes any kind of precedence as such, since we are, we are back to both saying yes to the same doing, being and learning challenge, something that we both haven't done before. And we'll have a guest expert to guide us. And by the way, we are not only having a guest expert for each season mm -hmm. to keep us on track or, you know, we have someone else. And that other person is the no girl. Our voice of reason on hand to bring us back to earth with a bang, or rather with a voice message or two each episode. <laughs> she can, she can bang. <laughs> <laughs> that came out wrong. Totally. She, can, she can give a bang. No, that still sounds wrong. Anyway, before we dive in more, have we had any reviews lately, Akumu? Oh, yes. You better believe it. Mm -hmm. So our recent stand-up comedy episode, that was episode one of season oh, three. It's fun. It's probably one of our, our most listened episodes yet, yep. right? According Definitely. to our stats um, out there in Afripods right now. And we couldn't help but notice that the laughing emoji was one of the most prominent features out of all the, you know, everything that was shared on the socials. Yeah. So a special shout out to am underscore J, A-M underscore J on Instagram, who says his mom and sister are, you know, our number one fans. Um, and he's also an awesome follower of our socials. So shout out to you, Jay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And we got this message from Rufus Dussol. I hope that's pronounced correctly, but you never know on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And he said, listening to your pod felt like watching it as well. I loved the journeys you guys share on the topics you cover. My most favorite episode was learning to code. 
opinion. <laughs> I'm transitioning to tech from graphic design and started learning to code this year. I'm currently practicing web pages with HTML and CSS as I warm up to JavaScript. I related to everything that you all went through. And yes, CSS can develop your character. Totally. A whole bunch of emojis came after that. And then to, to end, he says, oh, did the audio. Oh, and the audio is so clean and well edited. Kudos to your producer. Yeah, guys. And also the content management is just amazing. That's us. Ah. Thank you. A bow from us. <laughs> you can also always send a review or a message on Instagram by dropping us a comment on any of our posts, feed, or sliding into a DM on our page. That's at Yes Girls Podcast. We also have had a lot of requests for Yes Girls merchandise, and it's actually on sale. Please, it's not for free unless you're an expert, or we'll see. Unless so, we love you that much. Exactly. So become lovable. <laughs> so if you're interested, please drop us a message as well to explaining whether you want a t-shirt or a hoodie and the size you want. And if you get enough demand, we might actually we might actually listen to you all and. Yeah, we've already received a few orders, so jump in and order while the stocks last. Yeah. Now back to this episode. So this week's episode, remember, is saying yes to being organized. This is such a broad topic. Mm -hmm. As we approach this challenge, we've really scratched our heads about where to start. We're both pretty organized in our own ways, I think, but with some big differences in where our strengths and our weaknesses lie. Mm. As you know, for season three, we are calling on the services of renowned, <laughs> that's our favorite word of season two, and if you don't know why, then go back and listen to our pole dancing episode. <laughs> we called on the services of renowned experts. This episode is no different. We had the pleasure, the honor, the privilege of getting to work with Tony Crow for this episode. Tony is a leadership coach and so much more. Her education includes graduate studies at Royal Roads University, achieving her certified executive coach designation and accreditation from the International Coaching Federation, a Bachelor of Science, Lean Black Belt, amongst many others. Originally from Scotland and a child of the hippie era. Love her. Love her already. <laughs> hippie. Yep. Yes. Today she lives with her family in Vancouver, Canada. In her own words, simply connecting with people, especially one-on-one -on -one and in small groups, fills my bucket. Love it. I love that. So if you don't know what coaching or especially lean black belt is, then all you need to know is that they are basically the perfect skills. Perfect. It's a perfect cocktail for anyone we wanted to be an expert, especially for, you know, a challenge like being organized. So here's one basic definition of a coach, if you Google it, right? Coaching is a form of development in which an experienced person, i.e. the coach, supports a learner or client in achieving a specific personal or professional goal by providing training and guidance. And Lean Black Belt, if you haven't Googled it already, is something like this. A crazy high level of mastery of methods of developing and improving products, services, or processes. Yeah, that's a paraphrasing, you know. Yeah, we paraphrase it a bit. Basically making <laughs> things work way better than they currently are. Exactly. Processes, yeah. efficiency, systems, the whole thing. Yeah. So before we launched into this, Tony broke it down for us over a Zoom call. And here's a short clip from that amazing Zoom call. 
Then there's just diff different types of organization as we've seen here. There's spatial organization, there's electronics organization, uh, mind organization, uh, project organization, there's home and tasks all around your life. So um, some tips I would give in any kind of organization is always involve others who have a stake in it. Don't make it, uh, it's not a single player game for things that others involved in. You want their buy-in or it's not going to go anywhere and they may have some great ideas and you can make it more fun that way. Um, the second tip is to seek first to understand the current state of your organizational life, whatever area it is, right? Um, and look at what works so you can do more of that and what doesn't so that you want to evolve or change. So seek first to understand. Don't go rushing to forward until you've really looked at where you're at. Uh, and just continually check in and adjust and make incremental actions. So um, that's the Hansei questions that I recommend you just ask yourself as you go, what's working well, what could improve, who needs help or how can I evolve or adjust? Before we look at how our experiences went, let's see what the no girl has to say to us to send us on our merry way. Oh dear, here we go. About this thing of being organized, I think on one hand it's worth taking on such a challenge because simple actions can improve your life so much. Um, an example would be if you spend ages every day looking for your everyday things like keys, wallet, glasses, a small change in habits, like only having one bag or a dedicated place for them, can change your life so much. I've heard about people saving hours from their day by making a small change to their life like that. On the other hand, I'm kind of convinced that some habits were simply born with. Um, you know, people who are terrible with time or people who are terrible with directions that they're always getting lost. And when it's innate like that, I think it's hard to change. And... I might be about to shit on your whole podcast now, so beware. But that's kind of the danger with self-help. In a way, you're always telling yourself that you're not good enough the way you are. And it can be kind of exhausting. So I'm curious to know if this challenge will actually make a difference in your lives or just make you feel bad that you're not more organized. She's very right. I like what she's saying. And yeah, I think she's, I've got to say, the no girl in my experience is very organized. Yes, she is. In, in all manner of ways, in all the different ways, uh, in all the different ways that Tony laid out to us. Exactly. So let's see how we did. Remember, we give ourselves each a week and we each approach it from our own personal angle to make ourselves become more organized, whatever that meant for us. So after our briefing with Tony, here's what went down or up or sideways or in boxes. <laughs> I'll just start by saying that most, if not all, being challenges in this podcast scare the hell out of me. There's always a slight hesitation with most of them. Hardly excitement per se. If you remember like episode one, there was being vegan, being positive. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that was crazy. So this one was slightly different. I was a bit excited because it's very self-helpy. And if you've listened to uh, the season two finale, you'll know what I'm 
all about you know it i'm all about you know self help personal development self development you know i drink that kool-aid like i'm being paid to do it so for me being organized wasn't about uh, you know when coming to this challenge it wasn't about my house how my stuff is disorganized in an organized manner or how i don't really have a marie kondo system or a con con marie con marie system yeah i don't have any of that but somehow my brain always remembers where everything is so there's a system of sorts so for me being organized for this challenge meant you know i wanted to organize more my habits and my routines because that's where you know i i thought that those are the things um I wanted to do that because there are certain things you know I want and maybe should even be doing every single day. So I thought that's the perfect, you know, organization I needed. So one of the key things I wanted to organize was specifically my goals. Um I have a bunch of very lofty goals that have been f- that have been floating in my head for years. Uh, and back in I think 2018, I went on YouTube and sought out some help. So I wanted to find out how I can break down goals so that they can move from being idle wishes to, you know, actual concrete plans, yeah? So I found a nice little video by self-help extraordinaire. I don't know if you know him, Brian Tracy. No, heard of him? I've heard of the name. Exactly, he's really big. You must have heard <laughs> of him. <laughs> so he even offered like a downloadable PDF of, you know, a 14-day goal-setting challenge still on my drive, and back then I was so pumped. So I used it, sat down, broke my goals and had an, you know, an actionable plan for my goals back in 2018. And then fast forward to today and so much of that actionable plan is still just theory. So I looked back at the Excel sheet at the start of this challenge and I decided I needed to close the loop between creating beautiful plans which I'm very good at and actually executing which I'm not so good at. So going into this challenge with Tony, I was ready to find a cure for my ailments after I gave her an overview of my symptoms, you know. I want to focus on my goals every day, find a way to do something about them, yeah? Not just trudging on day after day. So the first thing I had to do was habit stack. Do you know what that means? I have a feeling you're going to tell me. <laughs> Obviously. And it's from the book you don't like. It's from uh, Don't don't name it. Okay, okay. That yeah, which must not be named. That book about habits. Okay, yes. say it, I'll, I'll I'll block my ears. <laughs> Go on for the listeners. Atomic Habits by James Clear. Clear hates that book. But Can I open my ears? Now? Yes, you can. Okay. So, habit stacking is just, you know, a fancy word for tying a new habit into an old habit that's already second nature. It's, it, it just makes it much easier for your brain because now your brain will tie that new habit to something it already does every day. So I'm already used to, you know, using my notebook, beautiful notebook. I got from a nice bookshop somewhere in Nairobi. Oh, and I use it. A, a nice notebook. Oh, it's so beautiful. Everyone looks at it and, and they're just like, oh my God. Yeah. Actually, I'm due for a next one. So I use that book to write my tasks every day. So that's the habit I needed to tie to my new organization um habit in quotes. So my plan was to use two full pages per day. So on the right side, if you open any book, on the right side I'd have my tasks for the day, which is continuous thing I'd do, and on the left I'd have, you know, my daily goal executions, so the things I wanted to start doing. So that le- that left page is what kept changing weekly and even daily. It actually went through five different iterations. Yeah, I should be a techie because techies love this word. So the first one um that 
I did the first iteration of that left page was uh, more of what came from Tony from our first briefing um, call. Um, She gave me like a framework of what you can do on that left page. So she decided to have a matrix of four short lists. So there's one that has, you know, things that are important to do today, uh, things that are impactful, um, a section for things that are both of those things. And then the last section is quick wins for the day. So things you can do to, you know, feel good about the day. So on top of that, I decided to add a section of ideas. So I got that from one of my fave podcasters. It's called James Altucher. Do you know him? No, you should. <laughs> so what he does, he raised 10 ideas every day um, and I was totally up for the challenge. So I decided to add that section on this left page. So this left page is pretty full already, <laughs> but I also added another section of, you know, the best things that happened today, because this is just uh, kind of a mental wellness thing. Um, if you write the best things that happened in the day, you're kind of training your mind to see the positive because the brain is very um, default uh, defaulted towards the negative that's how we've survived for millennia right so a bit like a gratitude journal it's the same principle it's the same principle Mm -hmm. yeah because if you're noting three best things that happened today you can also note the great yeah what you're grateful grateful for for. for, yeah making training yourself to focus on the positive deliberately with a very deliberate action Exactly. So that page was kind of full. That was like six mini sections. Wow. And then came to the second iteration. <laughs> so after a couple of days, I figured I should add a goal section, right? Because Another was, section? Yeah. My yeah. goodness, this organization <laughs> sounds quite disorganized. So it was already six <laughs> mini sections. And then now I had another section uh, because I felt like, okay, so I'm writing important, impactful, but where are the goals? They're missing. So I added section six, seven. <laughs> And then eventually I realized that, so the important, impactful sections were confusing me every morning. So I'd wake up every day and wonder, okay, so what's impactful again? What's, what's important again? I was, I was always confused in the morning. So I decided that the third iteration of this whole page needed to be to simplify. So I shifted from all those seven sections and I moved to a three section uh, page. So I, I, I I removed, you know, the impactful, important because they're confusing me and I just wanted to simplify. So I just had, you know, goals, ideas, best things that happened for the day. That's the simplest of all the iterations. <laughs> and then I read, you know, there's a book, uh, there's a book I was reading at the time. It's called Unchain Your Brain um, because I'm reading a lot about the brain these days. So that book led to my next iteration. So remember now I'm at down at three sections. V4, and this is V4 of your... Version. Like this is version iteration. three. Oh, version three. But you're heading to version four. Yes. So this book, <laughs> Unchain Your Brain, is it's it's a book mainly focused on uh, work that the authors uh, Daniel Amen and David Smith do. They they handle uh, like addiction, how to stop addiction, how to be an addict. I mean, better even if you've been an addict, and addictions of all kind. But anyone can read that book. That's why I read it because it's about the brain. So from that book, I discovered there's something called a one-page miracle. Yep, you can Google it. Don't worry. I'll wait. Today I read, uh, I was reading a book called Unchain Your Brain. I'm not done yet. Um, Not reading, really. I was listening. Um, So Unchain Your Brain is by uh, two psychologists, I hope. 
yes, psychologists called Daniel G. Amen and uh, David E. Smith. And they mentioned something called the one-page miracle. Um, it's something that they ask, you know, they work with the addicts and how people can stop, you know, being addicted to all whatever kinds of substances. So they ask them to write a one-page miracle and uh, it's kind of something that helps give you know their clients um kind of motivation to move forward or to just change their lives um and you know i i think even when you go to their website so daniel amen is one of the authors and he has a website um amen clinics he has clinics called amen clinics and uh, there's a downloadable pdf of the one page miracle just explaining what it is and the first sentence of that uh, pdf says you know tell your brain what you want and then your brain will help you match your behavior to it um it's really cool i'm definitely adding it to my newest iteration of my be organized left page um, so the one-page miracle or OPM is a pretty simple yet powerful motivational exercise that, that can guide your thoughts, words, and actions in a day and ultimately change your life. That's what they said. So as as I've said, I adopted it on my left page, and this would be the fourth iteration. So you remember the third iteration has goals, best things, and uh, what's the other thing? If you can't remember, Imagine. I definitely can't remember it. <laughs> Okay, so now fourth iteration, instead of the goals, I change it to the one-page miracle. So instead of a blanket list of goals, um, the one-page miracle suggests that you sh- that you separate those goals into four. So there's psychological goals, biological goals, social, and spiritual. Under psychological, you have something like, you know, how do you want to handle your emotions, your thinking patterns? Biological, and you know, most goals don't have that stuff. So I liked the separation because now you can have psychological, those things. Mm-hmm. I want my thinking patterns to be like this. Biological has to do with toilet stuff. <laughs> yeah, I want to use the toilet like this. Not so much, but it's more about physical health. Okay. If you're clear, you're running every day or, you know, chasing the train um, <laughs> or, you, or brain health. I'm going to read this so-and-so books in a day. There's social, where you say how you're going to relate to family and spouses at work, at school, or in terms of money. Cue in episode two of season three. (laughs) And then finally, there's spiritual. So this is where you you just talk about, you know, how do you want your character to be? How do you want to relate to your passions? And how what impact do you want in society? So if you just realize, you know, every time we write our goals, we are always thinking of passions or work or school. It, it misses out on the other aspects, you know, social, spiritual, um, yeah, mm-hmm. the other stuff. So this is my fourth iteration because it kind of spread me out to other things, not just, you know, earthly possessions and stuff. Um, so the, so that was the final thing. That is my final iteration with a slight shift. So there's a last iteration, like this is iteration 4.5. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should be a techie. So um, in the beginning, I was writing this one page miracle. Okay, so so if I say physical health, you know, like all for, for the last five years, I've been saying uh, run every day, you know, huh. never done it. <laughs> Not so, run even one day. Oh, I did it last year, by the way, somehow. Um, 
So um, there's something else now I found from another book that I was reading called Redefining Possible by Ron Alford and Dustin Hillis. I'll put them in the show notes. I'm just Sorry. getting the impression you read a lot of self-help books. Uh, you know that already. Well, we know that from our <laughs> self-help episode. Yeah. yeah. So from that book, they say uh, instead of writing your goals in future tense or just no tense at all, use the present tense, right? Because it kind of tricks your brain that it's already happening and your brain will be like, okay, your subconscious brain will be, you know, will feel like, okay, let's make things happen. <laughs> so that's the last iteration. So now with those goals under those four sections of the one page miracle, I write it as I am. Mm. I have. It's like manifesting. I do. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of even like an affirmation. Mm. So it's doing, it's killing 20 birds with one stone. So that is my final left page right now. And um, so from once I had it in good form, what I learned from this challenge is first to give myself grace. I mean, there are a lot of days where I woke up, things happen, you have so much work to do, and then it reaches 4 p.m. You haven't written anything on that left page, right? So I even told Tony this, you remember the call. I told her, so what happens on days when you're off and stuff? She said, if at 4 p.m. you realize you haven't written anything, try and write it because the day is not over. On the days you you don't fill in anything, give yourself grace and mm-hmm. say the next day you'll be better. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing I learned also was that I should keep my goals focused on my own essence. Like I said, you know, not on athlete things, athlete possessions and stuff. Um, it, this came from a, a, a conversation I had yesterday with someone and, you know, they put it perfectly when they said, you know, what do you really want and what would the kid inside you want, right? So from that conversation, I might have even decided, you know, to start journaling. I've never journaled before, but it makes sense to now start journaling towards that kid. You know, if I'm telling my six-year-old self, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to do, you know, sometimes you realize... My six-year-old self wouldn't be impressed by that. Yeah. So that's an upcoming iteration five <laughs> of this whole thing. But yeah, that's basically how it went. Um, I think talking to Tony was amazing. So this was a this is always this will be a being continuing for me. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a pretty positive experience. Yes, it was. Yeah. Believe it or not, my organization skills are actually something I pride myself on. So, what could I possibly stand to gain from this challenge that we (laughs) came up with to challenge ourselves, all in the name of personal development, creativity, and producing content that we consider good enough to put out into the world? Well, as Tony explained to us, there are different sorts of organization. Whilst my to-do lists are pretty robust, and I managed to do a lot with my time simply through good time management and being organized, my physical spaces are, well, some would say disorganized. My cupboards, my handbag, or my backpack these days, as, you know, basically these days all pretense of ladylike fashion has gone out of the window. (laughs) My filing system, they all needed work. So I decided to focus my time on that, organizing my physical spaces. Mm-hmm. So first stop was the pile of papers. I couldn't even call a filing system because basically there was no system. I explained to, to Akumo and Tony before starting this challenge, as she were on the Zoom call and the pile of papers was behind me and I couldn't even look at it because <laughs> it just makes me anxious. Anytime I needed to find an important document for some administrative process, which 
just given my lifestyle, there are a lot of administrative processes, right? I have mm -hmm. my own company. I apply for residence permits every couple of years to stay in Kenya legally. Mm -hmm. I have two nationalities. Thank I you have for adding legally. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely legal, folks. <laughs> I have contracts, health insurance, taxes, company, personal taxes, just basically a lot of papers. And this, this pile of papers was the elephant in my living room. Why in the living room? Okay, the, the living dining, it's an open okay. place. It's behind the table that should be a dining room if we were that sort of family. Okay. But it's just my work table. <laughs> so the first step was to buy a file or something of the sorts. <laughs> I had big ideas of like nice pretty stickers and stuff with like colors and flowers, but I couldn't find exactly that. Mm -hmm. So here's me after scouring the shops for a file filing system, feeling very happy with myself. I am now the proud owner of my largest ever file holder. It's like, how can I describe it? It's like the size of three laptops. It's gonna hold all my documents, no problem. So I am looking forward to organizing them. <laughs> Next, I had to actually do the deed, do the do. I built it up so much in my head that I'd actually delayed it and got anxious about it. You know, this when anxiety just piles up like this pile of papers, <laughs> you just procrastinate, you put it off, you push it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the main reason of procrastination. Yeah. Anyway. When something feels too big, big. and mm. overwhelming. Yeah. But in the end, it was maybe an hour. Only. Yeah. Sitting on my dining room floor. I used sticky labels just to label like piles of paper on the floor so I could put everything into piles with a sticky note saying what it was, like taxes, health insurance, things like that. Mm -hmm. And then a big bin pile in the middle. Bin was for useless. Yeah, what I can actually bin, like I don't need it. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, it felt so cathartic. <laughs> it was like getting rid of a dead weight. The it, elephant. Yes, this elephant <laughs> that was sitting on my shoulders <laughs> was gone. And it felt great. Um, and it turned out that I went from like a half a meter high pile to just one expandable plastic folder of nicely categorized documents neatly tucked onto my shelf. Nice. Yeah. So you were holding onto a lot of crap. I was, exactly. I mean, you know, Marie Kondo does this whole, like, does this spark joy? If not, throw it away. Here it was, is this something useful? If not, throw it away. Like, mm. am I likely to ever need this again? And so much of it was obviously no. Mm. Um, there were just, and there was, there were about a hundred envelopes, but because they were spaced in between the actual important documents, it made it look like there were lots of documents, oh but so much of it was just empty envelopes. envelopes. Well, envelopes was like one or two papers that I'd <laughs> had to transport at some point or that were given to me in the envelopes. So if anyone ever needs envelopes, holler. Oh, you didn't throw them away. No, I, no, they're, they're in their own pile now. Nice. Did you recycle uh, your paper? Um, let's not get into that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, I even discovered documents I'd completely forgotten about, which could genuinely make my life easier when the time comes. Uh -huh. You know, like when someone asks me when I need to complete some process and they ask me for a certain document, I didn't remember that I had. Mm. Um, so I think we can hear from this next clip that I'm pretty happy with myself. So this big pile of papers and this drawer of like old, old papers just used to make me anxious. And so I spent the evening yesterday putting them in little piles and now everything's organized. Uh, and you know what? I'm looking forward to the next time I have to find a document because I'll be able to just go to that file, lock it up, know where it'll be 
find it quickly and be able to put it back and that I just know is gonna be so satisfying. Next up was my other stressful physical space, my clothes wardrobes. Yeah. So Saxo and I, that's Saxo my partner, we have three bedrooms in our house. We're very lucky. And somehow we've managed to spread both of our clothes across all three bedrooms. So when I get dressed in the morning, I have to go to all three rooms just to assemble a basic outfit. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> so each of you have stuff in all the rooms. In all three rooms. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so it's not very practical, right? I think yeah, you'll agree. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I have a wonderful lady, um, Finn who works with us in the house uh, once a week just to keep on top of laundry because we don't have a washing machine. Um, and for those not in Nairobi, that's quite common. Um, and she helps with the deep cleaning. And so she helped me. She came like an extra day and I briefed her on like the aim of the game. She was very happy because <laughs> she knows I always lose, especially this Yes Girl t-shirt. I can never find it. Yeah, she, I heard. Yeah, I know. You guys <laughs> laugh about me behind my back. Um, so we basically emptied everything out. And I then kind of defined the new system for everything. And we agreed it was a good way to go. Um, and I even tried the Conmary folding style. Mm -hmm. So you can YouTube it. Um, You're rolling or folding? No, no, it's not rolling. It's folding. Yeah, oh, you okay. fold in half and then you fold in three and then you like yeah then you prop you you put them facing like vertical instead of horizontal because they're in mm. neat little bundles so that you can know what is what you know what yeah. is what and nothing gets lost at the bottom and you don't have to take everything out to know what's in the drawer mm. but this only works with drawers yeah okay so um i have one conmarie drawer conmarie is basically marie condo conmarie her system and yeah. who's Marie Kondo for those who don't know? Marie Kondo is a Japanese um, cleaning and tidiness and organization guru. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I think she's like Marmite. You either love her or hate her. Yeah. So, yeah, we were doing this Conmarie folding method. And it turns out, so Finn, remember, who was helping me do this, she'd been basically doing this Conmarie folding method since forever, like since secondary school. <laughs> Apparently, like, you'd fold it that way and then put it under your bed and then you don't need to iron it. Because it gets uh, flattened yeah, with like the weight. kind of ironed by the bed. It's ironed by the bed mm -hmm. and there's no creases. So we put everything in a logical place. So like I have my wardrobe and Saxo has his. We just share the sock drawer. That's it. So now I just have one room I go to for my clothes. Amazing. <laughs> um, and the most important thing is that this system would not only be, was good to set up, but also to maintain. The idea is, you know, as Tony taught us, there's no point setting up a system if you're not going to maintain it. Exactly. Right? It's just pointless. So you had to put things in practical In a practical areas, way yeah? and in a way that was realistic. You know, I had only one KonMari drawer. I didn't try and make everything, like, perfect. Mm -hmm. But everything was in order. Everything was in its place. And now we know the socks go here. I know my underwear goes there. There's my sportswear drawer and the Yes Girls t-shirt <laughs> right in the middle, always. <laughs> Um, and she also taught us the term hanse, mm -hmm. which is essentially the process of continually reassessing, which mm -hmm. is nice. So I can pause and say, okay, is this, is this still working or what can I do better? How can I optimize My iterations, it? the same thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So through all of this, I followed the five S's that Tony taught us, which I think we'll go into a bit later. Uh, but it's the process of how you kind of 
sort things basically Mm -hmm. um very very nifty so just hold on we'll go through it in a bit and they really really helped Mm -hmm. so i think the best bit of this whole experience was actually having an organized way to get organized Mm -hmm. right yeah like having the structure made the whole process easier so yes there was that elephant in the room that the papers but at least knowing how i was going to go about it made it a bit less daunting exactly yeah um and to be fair i didn't try and organize my whole house right i focused on priority areas that would make the biggest difference to my everyday life mm-hmm. um so here's um just a, a quick one of me excited at the end of the challenge ha huh, what a week so it started off with filing and throwing away a whole bin bag of papers. Oh, I felt good. And turns out I don't actually have that many important papers. I just had a lot of junk. And then today with my housekeeper, Finn, we emptied out all the cupboards and then arranged everything. And I have one Conmary drawer. Oh, yes, I did it. I can't believe I actually did it. Ah. It's so great. I can't wait until I have to find a document or until I need to find a particular piece of clothing. I'll know where to find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. So what's happened since then, you might ask? Yes, I'm very curious to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've kept it up. Uh Um, Every document that enters my house either gets filed away right away or gets binned. There's no like growing pile of papers. There's right. no like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. It's immediate, right? Because mm-hmm. this is about maintaining. Mm-hmm. Um, my clothes, um, my clothes have like, I'll use them and then they go back to the right drawer. Mm-hmm. And ah, when I have to pack for a trip, I actually enjoy the process, especially like, you know, these days, like I said, all ladylike fashion and stuff has gone out the window. So basically I wear sportswear on my Yes Girls t-shirt. Okay. Yeah, you have three t-shirts. Salomon, yes when girls, I leave and... the house, it, no, basically I'm in either Salomon stuff, yes girls t-shirt or BioLite stuff, yes. right? My three identities. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm, when I pack, it's usually from the sportswear drawer and everything's facing up and I just pull out these little folded bundles of clothes. It's, it's, it's very satisfying. And you put that also on the suitcase. The it's in the suitcase the way it is. Yeah. Amazing. It stays nicely folded. Mm. Um, so yeah, put in those little bundles. It's, it's neat. It's easy. And it's organized and I actually want to do the same now for my other physical spaces um and I feel like being one of those walking talking internet hack videos that shows you how to you know how to fold clothes or like (laughs) use a toilet roll holder to make a new wardrobe hanging system yeah but yeah maybe just one step at a time maybe I'll start next with like my spice cupboard or spice yeah is it that bad yeah there's no system there is no system every time so you always I go have to there, check what you want i end i'm like do i want to put like i grab the first thing i find and think will this work Meh, let's try it they, have, they don't have labels <laughs> they have labels but you can't see them also what oh, they're thing you many. want they all oh, look the same from the top damn, from yes. the side. yeah so that's me <laughs> now we turn back to our expert tony to see how she thinks we fed in living in a lean, structured and being organized way. Yeah. And so we spoke to Tony at the end of this challenge. And here is what she had to say about how we did. Um, I think we're hardest and most judgmental on ourselves. And the fact that you've embraced it and you've made progress 
Um, you felt relief. You've come up with iterations, uh, and there's satisfaction there. At this point in time, I would give you both an eight, as long as you are keeping continuously embracing. And so I would just, uh, I recognize how you both embrace this process, how open-minded you were, um, how you brought in, Claire, some support, Akuma, how you brought in what works for you. During our ratings and review session, we touched on some of the basics of being organized, which can help anyone see the world around them differently. So what is driving you? What's your motivation? So by actually looking at that and identifying and articulating it, it you're amping up the energy you're going to give to this versus, oh, I just want to get more organized. Well, why do you want to get more organized? What's important about that to you? What's meaningful about that? What will be different once you have that? So to know what your motivation is and just to relax in the knowledge that anything is possible just one step at a time. And so you can break it down. Don't try to boil the ocean or become something you're not. Although you can certainly go to people that are very organized for tips or just to talk with. And so that's the next point is, you know, tap into your support. Who can you bring in to support you in this? What do you need for yourself internally to support you in this? Um, maybe it is buying a little book. Maybe it is Googling something out there. What can support you? Uh, maybe your partner, maybe a friend. So um, we all have the capacity. It's great to know what the vision is, the dream. What is your motivation? Uh, to take it one step at a time and to see what can support you. So I would say those are foundational. Um, to be able to get your organizational capacity nurtured in incremental targeted areas. And those five S's that I mentioned, mm -hmm. well, now's the time. Let's find out what that's all about. My background's in lean. I have a lean black belt and we look at continuous improvement, collaborative continuous improvement, problem solving across organizations and big and small things. And um, there's three types of, of continuous improvement. There's process, which is more like what Akuma did. You're finding a process that works for you to track your, your tasks, your goals, your progress on those goals and getting them done. And there's physical. Um, there's also innovation, but that's another story. So physical, 5S, could be physical uh, as in touch and see, or it could even be electronic space, right? So it could be your electronic world. There's five steps to 5S. Sort, take everything out and put them in piles of the three R's. What you're going to get rid of, actually four. What you're going to recycle or donate. What you're going to remove. And what you're going to retain. And the removes a relocate. It's going to put it somewhere. It belongs somewhere else. So uh, sort is the first step. Take it all out. Get rid of, recycle, remove or relocate, and retain. And the second step is to set in order and shine at the same time. So clean it up as you go. And the setting order is a place for everything and everything in its place where you can find it. Standardize is about systems, labels, checklists, color codes, simple mental cues, making it visual and easy to know where things go and be able to find them and put them back. Um, and sustain is all about just that check-in all the time. How's it going? What do we need to adjust? Um, what tools do we need to put into for accountability? Maybe it's a checklist. Maybe it's a monthly, you know, review, what have you. So, um, and then you can bring in Marie Kondo's concepts, 
if it's if it's your clothes for folding or even the spark joy concept if you're you know do i get rid of this well hold it in your hand does it spark joy for you well maybe you should hold on to it but uh so if you want to learn more about tony's coaching and what it means to be a lean black belt you know in a better way than we said it you can visit her website it's tony crow and that's t-o-n-i-c-r-o-w.com that's tonycrow.com I honestly really love talking to Tony during this challenge. She has a way of being encouraging while also pushing you to do better, but from your own perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I guess in her own way, the no girl is doing the same thing. Exactly. (laughs) And we haven't heard from her yet. Not since the beginning of the episode. So I think it's time for a reality check. For Akumu, it sounds like you found a way that you're happy with to organize yourself to do something small every day to get you closer to reaching your life goals. What I'd really like to know is the result it's bringing for you. What difference does it make in your life that you're writing down your actions to contribute to your goals every day? Claire, I really identify with you being filled with dread at this one thing that seems so defeating. I was once without an income for a few months and I couldn't bring myself to look at my bank balance. I just went to the ATM and checked if I could withdraw money. That sound of the ATM counting money remains the the most beautiful thing I hear to this day. And the silence of when it doesn't count money? Oh dear. I wonder what the future implications of your challenge are. Will you feel less intimidated to tackle this one big thing that seems too big because you know how good it felt having it over with once before? Or are we just wired to build up the things that we're scared of until they seem insurmountable? Or are they just different for all of us? Thank you, Freya. We agree. (laughs) Do we? (laughs) We're not supposed to. (laughs) No, it's, it's supposed to give us food for thought, which it definitely does. Definitely. If you want to find tips on how to become more organized or see before and after pictures of my left page iterations, the 4.5 iterations, and pictures of Claire's cupboard and uh, filing system, check out the show notes or, of course, our Instagram page. That's at Yes Girls Podcast. And you'll find everything you need. Everything you need in life. And don't be shy. We don't bite. Not not Mm, always. Unless you ask us. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, So don't be shy. Um, I won't bite. Claire might. And you can always DM us. She's actually biting. <laughs> I bit air. myself. Oh my God. So you can also DM us. So don't be shy. You can also DM us with specific questions, comments, and feedback that you have for us. And if you want to suggest something that you think the Yes Girls should do, be, or learn for future episodes, send us your ideas. Ashley, I think someone should make a song of like, do, be, learn. Like, do, be, do. If you have any ideas, please <laughs> send them to us. And if you want to share your expertise, business, or passion with us through one of our episodes, get in touch. That's at Yes Girls Podcast across all platforms. And of course, we also share behind the scenes photos and videos of our various experiences, whether whether to do with the challenges or not, so that you can get to see a little of what we put ourselves through in the name of doing, being, and learning. To be learner. Yeah, we still need the song. For your entertainment. And education. Well, Joy is certainly sparked by Sompisha Production out of Snowball Studios, right here at Snowball Industries. 
along with Ernest and Ryoba, who organized and packaged this episode beautifully for you guys. And we want to file away some Kagura of Eternal Concepts for doing our amazing logo design. And we would prioritize Pedro Brian anytime for, um, in our time management of filing systems for composing our theme music. Um, and there's no one quite as organized as our no girl, freerodds.tier. And we would space the con, we would, yeah, we would use the con Marie method for our very amazing guest expert, Tony Crow, any day. And we'd fold her into neat squares, mm -hmm. smoothing down the folds like a beloved garment. Okay, maybe that was <laughs> too far, <laughs> but you get the idea. But really, thank you for being this episode's voice of wisdom. And speaking of voices, we will be we would love to, you know, um, talk to you guys, the ones who are listening. Ultimately, we would cover you, yes, you, in sticky notes and labels. That's to all of you who are listening, our yes boys and girls and everything in between. We wouldn't, can never, and hope to never do it without you, do anything without you. Yeah. So we'll see you again in two weeks where we will once again be doing, being, and learning something new and hopefully bringing sweet sounds into your ears in more ways than one. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But for now, that's it from us, Claire. And Akumu. And we are the, the yes, yes Girls. Oh, yeah. Doobie, 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 doobie